Forgotten Flicks, episode 116. No holds barred, brother. 1989. In this very ring, exactly two weeks from tonight, the World Television Network will present exclusively the most important sporting event of our time, the Battle of the Tough Guys, where Rick will finally meet the champion, Zeus! Hi, this is Michael Madsen. You're listening to Forgotten Flicks. It's Forgotten Film to you. But don't forget me, damn it. Welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast, the podcast where we, that's right, these two chuckleheads are remembering the movies you grew up with, the movies that you may or may not have forgotten about. And just so you understand, nobody, and I mean nobody, does it better than we do. And there is no one that does it better than the Macho Man Randy Savage. Okay, other than the Macho Man, nobody does it better than... Than we do. I am Joel, and <laughs> my partner in this tag team extravaganza is the one, the only. Hold on, let's get ready for it, folks. Wait, what's that I hear? I feel like we're like some Zeus! kind of Zeus! <laughs> I feel like we're in some sort of really bad morning zoo show at this point. It will be all night. I think and, this is what uh, we need to turn it into. Oh, <laughs> welcome to the For God Flicks podcast. What's that? It's because we are so highbrow, uh, more so than morning shows, because we cover classics like No Holds Barred. Yes, No Connection. Holds No Holds Barred. The movie, <laughs> the movie. That the only thing I remembered about it was, and I'm just going to give you a taste, and that that is the appropriate word. What's that smell? We'll get into that later, though. Yes, the this particular episode, episode 116 of the Forgotten Flicks podcast, if you're keeping count, is the No Holds Barred episode. Now, of course, Jason will get into a synopsis, which I imagine will be an in-depth synopsis slash analyses because this is one complex movie. This is. This is. Pretty much if you took Rocky 3 and stripped away all the cool, great stuff, it would be this movie. But oh, what, what, let's what, not judge so quickly. Well, well I, 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 I actually, sorry, internal monologue. I've got to remember to keep that in. <laughs> so the point being, this episode, if you're not familiar with this movie or this podcast, <laughs> you're in for a treat. This movie is from 1989. Just a little high level information. 1989, No Holds Barred starred Hulk Hogan. And pretty much Hulk Hogan. Oh, well, of course, Joan Severance. I can't forget Joan. <laughs> it is a re- it's a wrestling movie. Yep. And uh, that's pretty much all I have to say on the matter, Jason. So we will go ahead. Let's just jump directly into the trailer. Unless you've got something you'd like to preface. Oh, no, please. I want to I want to get right into this one. Definitely. <laughs> OK, we will. We will. Because, you know, 
just so we're clear, you know what this show is, right? The, the show that, that you're on right now. It's, it's our first You wrestling. know that I'm the cream of the crop. Much like Randy Savage, it is the cream of the crop. This is. Yes. This is the creme de la creme of uh, 80s movies. And just so we're clear, I may have gone on a Macho Man Randy Savage soundbite binge, a la Anne Ramsey. <laughs> we'll get to that. Okay. So, without any further ado, is the trailer for No Holds Barred. Hey! Wait Are you looking for a little escape? <laughs> Want to see something this is you don't see every day? Are you ready for a whole new Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is ripped. To the world, he's a hero. But to this man, he's history. Zeus. Stand back. Way back. Get ready for the battle no ropes can hold. No ring. No referee. No rules. Gentlemen, it's time. No holds barred. This is an unprecedented display of strength and determination. Oh, excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. Thank you for that, JV. I decided... In celebration of this movie, we'd go a little old school in the spoiler alert. Marginally (laughs) old school. So, Jason. Yeah, so be prepared uh, if you're listening. We don't want to spoil this one for you because, well, we say it all the time. There there are spoilers ahead that you don't want to know about. You want to be surprised first. Oh, there are certain ones indeed. Really, there's really only one. What's that smell? (laughs) <laughs> but I digress. So, Jason, would you like to hit us with some synopses knowledge? Yes, <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, I, I've thought about how am I going to synopsize this film? Mm. Um, and I went from one extreme to the other. I started with, well, it's pretty much like watching a 1980s WWF match mm-hmm. stretched out mm-hmm. for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I thought about that. I thought, no, no, that's not fair because there's there's other stuff in it. And there there's, are there's high there's high drama in between. There is. I went all the way to. I've got to talk about the subplots here. What happens with the sexual tension between Hulk and this agent? To talk about the internal conflict he goes mm, through from yes. keeping his word and from being this man of honor that wants to only uh, uh, protect his family. Randy. <laughs> to uh, protect his family, all the way to the motivation of mm. total vengeance and the darkness oh, that it yes. draws a man down into. It really, that makes a man <laughs> look into the chasm of his soul and say, Zeus! I need an echo effect on that, but go ahead. It kind of has one. A little bit. Um, and I, and I kind of settled on, and I, this is not a cop-out because I'm going to add some stuff to it. I settled on the succinctness that is the IMDb 
synopsis for this. Always the good way to go, especially it if is. it's written by a non-native <laughs> like English speaker. A translated Russian version. Yes, of that is awesome. Okay. Those are my favorites. <laughs> so uh, as you mentioned, uh, this movie stars a couple of people I want to uh, point out here. Hulk Hogan is the main character, plays Rip. Mm-hmm. Joan Severance plays Samantha. She is the agent. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Fuller, um, we'll get into him in a minute. I want to yep. talk about some of the things he's been in. He plays Brell, the yes. TV executive. Um, and then Tommy Tiny Lister plays Zeus. Uh, who and, is kind and, of the big bad guy. In and this. for those Friday fans out there, this one's for you. That's my boy, punk! <laughs> That's my boy, punk! That's my boy, punk! <laughs> yeah, and we'll talk about him in more detail as well. So um, the synopsis from IMDb is as follows. Rip is the World Wrestling Federation champion who is faithful to his fans and the network he wrestles for. Brell, the new head of the World Television Network, wants Rip to wrestle for his network. Rip refuses and goes back to his normal life. Still looking for a way to raise ratings, Brell initiates a show called The Battle of the Tough Guys, a violent, brawling competition. A mysterious man, Zeus, wins the competition. This gets Brell to use him as an angle to get at Rip. Well said. And the only thing that, by the way, Battle of the Tough Guys was missing was this is their catchphrase. You're going down, tough guy! And those who don't know who that is, here's another hint. Oh! Hey, folks, you know, I like to come out here and exchange pleasantries with y'all, but I can't because I'm sick and I'm tired of Dino Bravo whining and crying and saying Hacksaw Jim Duggan cost him a match. Thank you, Hacksaw, <laughs> for being you. So, uh, yeah. So before we get into this, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna. I know this is going to go in a lot of directions um, because the film itself has plenty of rabbit. Yeah, not because of this show having ADD. But this, uh, I'm very, very glad we did this film for a couple of reasons. Mm-hmm. One, we... I don't think ever done one of the many Hulk Hogan films that are out there. I don't think we've done any of them. So proving yet again, we just don't we just don't cover the classics on the show. No, <laughs> just how we it. can call ourselves an '80s podcast, I don't know. Yeah, um, but also because this time period, mid to late '80s, is really kind of the peak of my love of the World Wrestling Federation. Yep, and I I haven't thought about. These guys and wrestling, since really we talked about Goonies, because mm-hmm. when we talked Goonies, we did kind of talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the guys that were in uh, Cindy Lauper's video yep. for Goonies, the good enough video. Um, Rowdy Roddy Piper was in it. Captain Lou Albano. You know, yes, Captain Lou Albano, which plays her dad in her other video, Girls Just Want to Have Fun. So it was a nice romp down memory lane because a- after I watched the movie, I actually went and looked up like – WWF uh, um, matches mm-hmm. and like these little fil- short films and these and these uh, news stories and all this stuff to kind of take me back to that that time and it was it was good if for nothing else than just kind of going back down that lane that I haven't thought about in god decades so I feel your <laughs> I don't want to say pain because N- nostalgia nostalgia that's the word I'm looking yeah. for yeah a little C and yeah. D action yeah. I guess it'd be, so. <laughs> be TND television nostalgia, maybe wrestling WND WND. Yeah. Yes. Well, we got to call it world. Cause everything in this movie is has world. world, world television network, world wrestling federation, which it will always be to me. Yes. No, I too was a fan. I 
was one of those people who refused to accept the idea that wrestling could be anything other than real. (laughs) (laughs) And I specifically remember the cartoon, the Saturday morning cartoon. Do you recall? I don't remember exactly. Oh my God. Yes. It was Hulk Hogan and something. I I honestly don't remember the title, but I remember the cartoon, the Saturday mornings, I believe is when it was. And I I watched WWF on TV. I remember friends of mine, my buddy JL, huge into it. He would, he and his friends would have the VHS copies of WrestleMania one, two, three, four, whatever they have to 30 something now. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, Hogan's rock and wrestling. That was it. That was it. Yeah. (laughs) So I was also a fan. I actually, I I meant to bring these in actually uh, to work the other day. They're in my garage. I still have three or four of the wrestling magazines from the late eighties. Wow. Yeah. They're not in great shape, but I still have them. And one yeah. has Macho Man on the cover. One has Hulk on the cover. So, yeah, good stuff. It was definitely a phenomenon. I mean, it definitely, I think, hit its peak uh, around the late 80s. Um, well, and I would say I, I've not I've been out of the loop. I, I know that it, it accelerated again in the 90s with the whole WCW thing and The Rock and all those guys popping out, you know. And I know that it's there's still a huge fan base for it now. I'm just completely and utterly out of the loop. Like, I, I'd say I stopped watching. I'm definitely that Macho Man, Hulk Hogan era. But by, even by the time The Rock and those guys, I knew of them, but I never watched them. So, yeah, I think, no, I think it was it was a much bigger phenomenon at the time. Uh, than it ever has been since. I mean, I think it hit its peak. It did have another peak in the '90s, like you said, with uh, uh, Stone Cold, <clears throat> Stone Cold Steve Austin, and The Rock, and Triple H, and all uh, those guys. And, and you know, yeah, look, yeah. hey, if you're but, out there listening right now, and you're a diehard wrestling fan, and you want to uh, point out how Jason and I are out of our gourd that wrestling's never been bigger, brother. Yeah. <laughs> but for us, in our mind, certainly the WWF, because it doesn't technically exist now. Nope. Nope. Yeah. So, uh, but I think at least for us and, uh, it was, it was never bigger when it was, um, at that time. Mm-hmm. So, but getting to the movie specifically, so mm. this is a, uh, uh, produced by Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon, right? Yes, it is. Okay. And it was directed by, uh, Thomas Wright, who, um, has done a lot of TV. Yeah. I was going to say it's, it's I- mostly a TV, uh, uh, TV production director or producer yet well, yeah. and, and there's and, a lot and, like and actually said, wasn't this his only feature I, I you could check imdb but i'm pretty sure this is his only feature i don't remember i, I looked up uh some of his big credits and it's things like he's done uh ncis and castle and supernatural which is mm-hmm. my love um so he's got some big stuff and he's done very well is the the stuff on his list is um is big time tv at least it's it's fairly well known so um but this movie like I said, it felt more like it was a wrestling match and that kind of drama and mm-hmm. that kind of uh, uh, acting all throughout it. But I digress. Uh, so I continue with uh, it stars pretty much just Hulk Hogan of any wrestlers that were around in that era. Yes. Uh, there is a cameo in the beginning by mm-hmm. and let me say this. You do good voices, my friend. And over the years, you've done some fantastic uh, imitations of people we're doing. I have never in my life heard a better Randy Macho Man Savage than you do. Really? Yes, I I I am highly impressed. But he wasn't the cameo. No, 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 no. Wait, yeah, he was. No, no, you're thinking of uh, Jesse. Oh, it was uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah. That's right. So who, uh, who they, so, so who do I do better? Huh. 
Macho Man or Jesse the Body? Uh, you do uh, Macho Man. Yeah. You do Macho Man. Oh yeah! Wait, hold on, brother. Hold on, bro. Wait, no, yeah, hold on. I that you opened up Pandora's box. I have to just yeah. play a couple of these just because <laughs> okay. what I appreciate so much as an adult. Okay, I always liked Macho Man. I didn't quite get him as a bad guy because remember they always used to be very definitively black. Like it was very black yeah, and white. Like yeah, you Hulk were, was you a good black guy hat or white hat. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Go yeah. Hulk was a good guy. Macho Man was the bad. I never really. I I got Roddy Piper. Or Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, those guys. But yeah. I never, I always felt weird about Macho Man because I really liked him, and I never got him as a bad guy. But now no. as an adult watching, going through all these clips of all these guys, you know, Jimmy Superfly Snooka and Junkyard Dog and the Iron yeah. Sheik and the Russian guy whose name was it? Um, was it Mikhail? Oh crap! What was his name? Uh, no, Volkov. Was it something Volkov? Who was? Damn it! I, I want to say it was something with a V. Yeah, yeah V Volkov like, or something. Uh, yeah, those, all those guys definitely bad guys. I always felt that Randy Macho Man Randy Savage was yes. not particularly a bad guy. I guess they played him that way because he was anti Hulk Hogan. But watching him now, uh, it was a a piece with him and Mean Gene Okerlund, which oh my god, just seeing that guy talk about like having a wave of just warm fuzzy nostalgia is like I miss Mean Gene and. <laughs> them going back and forth and macho man was really this very rebellious anti-establishment guy because the yeah. whole piece i saw was supposedly connected to wrestlemania 3 and it was all of him he was calling out the president of the wwf and talking about how he feels like he got ripped off for the title yeah. and, and all this stuff so but the brilliance of and and i and i again apologize in my head it's macho man i don't remember the actual actor's full name <laughs> but his portrayal was it was that his actual real name his name was like randy boffo or something yeah i was like just saying because 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 uh because uh terry balea uh that uh <laughs> is, is is hulk hogan <laughs> inside joke between jason and me uh yeah it, it right yeah he his name is so different than i i can't remember Ran, i think randy was his first name though correct yeah i think his i think his actual name is like is uh like randy Poffo or Poffo or something yeah. like that. And not to, like, not to be a downer, he actually passed away a few years ago from a car accident, yeah. which really sucks. He was in the same area as we are with the Tampa Bay area. So yeah. uh, it just, it sucks. But anyway, his ability to, if you really listen to his vocal ability, his voice, he gets it like so gravelly and deep. He's almost like, a, almost like a whisper brother. And then he drops it up here. Yeah. yeah. And it's just the way he, it's an art form. So just, just a couple quick ones. Okay. So here we go. And there is no one that does it better than the macho man, Randy Savage. Now this, okay. So then this is all from the same speech about how he got ripped off. Now listen to this next one. The macho man, Randy Savage is not happy with your decision. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's That's not, the yeah, it's That's not the happy with your decision. Yeah. Happy. How he says happy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go up to my wife and be like, Hey, Hey baby doll. And she's going to punch me in the face. Okay. Wait. And then of course we have, the you other. know that I'm the cream of the crop. It's almost like a, like a, an old time preacher. Like, you know that I'm the cream of the crop. Oh, I love it. And then this one. On balance, off balance doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, yeah. On balance, off balance doesn't matter. I'm better than you are, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, just brilliant, man. Yeah. He was so great. And then the other thing that was great about him is, I don't know if you know this, but there was a, there was another side to Macho Man. And for instance, 
Nothing means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? Nothing from nothing leaves nothing. That's right. You gotta have something. This is, by the way, this is the morning zoo part. <laughs> and, and then, and then, and, and then, of course, that was also Mean Gene with him. And then he also uh, was connected to a very a classic that JV, if you're out there listening, my friend, you'll love. And nothing is gonna stop me. Nothing's gonna stop me. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you'll never listen to that song again the same way, will you? So I watched the music video for Mannequin while getting that sound bite. Dear God, that is a creepy ass. We have got to do that, A, because we we really owe JV. He's like, oh, you yeah, should do Mannequin. He did the yeah, song yeah, for yeah. us. But I will say, you want to talk about the potential to go down a rabbit hole to talk about that guy's psychosis and oh predilection yeah. for necrophilia. <laughs> I mean, just there's so much potential there. So needless to say, I'm kind of a Macho Man fanboy at this point. Yes. So he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't in it. Um, I always get him and the persona that was um, Jesse, the body Ventura, Jesse Ventura. Yeah, because, you know, I always see him. Mean Gene Oakland. (laughs) I always see see Macho Man in Predator when he's like, I ain't got time to bleed. He's got got a mouthful of jaw. Yeah. And he says my favorite line from the movie uh, in (laughs) it makes you a sexual tyrannosaurus. Yo, did you catch who he was sitting next to in the opening? No. Was that Mean Gene? It was Mean Gene. And I totally had forgotten since we watched it the first time. And and I was going back to get sound clips and I was trying to see if I wanted to sample Mr. Ventura's little sound bite. And I realized it was Mean Gene. I was like, ah, yep, yep, there he is. So they did get Mean Gene in it as well. So there was another connection to the WWF. But other than that. That was was it. Yeah, it was really it. And, uh, I, I kind of thought that was a missed opportunity because yeah. the whole thing starts out with Hulk Hogan is Rip, which is kind of a lame name because I feel like it's just short and man. He just played Hulk. Why did they just do it as like a, right. his character? Right. And and so he plays this worldwide phenomenon who is super famous and it's basically him. It's just him uh, at this time period. He's uh, well known. He's got lots of fans. He does the shirt ripping thing. He even has the same gimmick, you know, where he's getting his ass kicked and then he kind of does the shaking his head, getting the wild yeah. eyes. Ooh, ooh, and yeah. then he comes back and gets Well, to crazy. be fair, in this one, it's because his his brother gives oh, him, no, gives him like, the yes. rip sign. No, no, no. He, he, yes, which, we'll, we'll get into that. Okay, so I've got a list of notes. I know we won't get to everything, but so... The idea is he's this super, super famous wrestler. And then this competitor network who's failing gets this jag off new executive Mm -hmm. that wants to make their network uh, competitive. And first they try and lure uh, Rip over to their network. And he's like, no, man, my word is my bond. I've already, you know, signed a contract with the other network. And this asshole guy decides that that's it. Now he's going to do something else. So he goes to find another uh, wrestler and he goes to this dive bar biker bar kind of where they're just doing what looked to me like you remember the old was it um was it called the tough man competition around the same time but it was like real One thing i remember from around the same time was glow no there was do, a do you, real do you remember do you remember do you remember glow glow yes glow gorgeous i remember gorgeous Solo from no 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 Gorgeous ladies of wrestling. Oh my god! Did you no. never you never watch that? It's it sounds familiar, but I don't remember it. Along with Kelly Maroney, that helped me. Ah, skyrocket <laughs> directly into puberty. Yeah. No, there was some. It was it was kind of like 
and I'm sure UFC has been around for a long time and, and uh, Ultimate Fighting, which is Ultimate Fighting Championship. And there was another one. Um, but this was around that same – it was around that same time that I remember my uncle being big into. But I never watched it. But So anyway, these, it's just these big – Hairy, sweaty guys. guys. Yeah. yeah, big drunk guys in overalls fighting each other in the middle of this ring that has real like hemp rope and rubber tires for a ring. <laughs> the idea being that these were the real tough guys – because they didn't fight in a fancy ring, you know. And so he he turns that into a TV show. Just these toothless biker, chaw-spitting uh, drunkards in jeans just kicking the shit out of each other in this in this ring. But, guy, but guys, I might point out, guys, I might point out who make unique observations. What do we got here? A teeny wank. <laughs> here's another. And I'm not saying whether he was or was not happy about his discovery. Yeah, that's when the two assistants. I don't even know what they were. Like, were they lawyers? Were they just other executives? They were just other executives. They were his lackeys. And they were in there and they're like, they're afraid. And, oh, they played up the whole, uh, oh, they're corporate fragile types. They're the uh, upstanding rich guys. And they go into the bathroom and they're making fun of the barmaid of the waitress. Mm-hmm. And it happens to be the sister of one of the, you know, the toothless badasses fighting. He busts his way out and he's going to kick their ass. And then he, they're at the urinals and he kind of comes up and puts his hands on them and looks down and yeah, well, we got it. Yeah, and was it me or could you just totally visualize that guy in a baby diaper and a bonnet? What was it? Was it the halter top? What was it about him? What? I, I just there's you, know, <laughs> you remember Looney Tune? I can't remember which the Looney Tune where the monster. Oh yes. Okay, he had that body type to me, uh, where I could see him being one of those man babies. It was no, he he just weirded me out because he had that weird halter top. And what is up with eight, late eighties movies and that and tough guys wearing these like cut off cut off shirts, muscle shirts? Yeah, it's like on a on a uh, attractive athletic young lady that looks good. On you, dude, it does not. I think that was a uh, William Zabka staple. I think he set that trend because uh, in yeah, but at least that at least he was ripped. I had one of those shirts, but at least he was ripped. <laughs> yes, he had a six pack. This guy was beer belly. Yeah, this guy he had a cake. Overall, not yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, so anyway, he makes that into a TV show, and it's it's supposed to be, and I understand the parallels. These really tough guys. Versus kind of the uh, calling out Hulk as a rip as this kind of Hollywood tough guy. But of course, <laughs> my favorite scene of the entire movie is when Rip refuses to sign on mm. and he leaves the executive's office. After stuffing a check. Oh, that's right. He rips up a check and stuffs it in his mouth. Uh, he leaves the office and they have switched the limousine driver. And they decide they're going to take Rip to this the docks or the industrial complex, wherever, and they're going to rough him up or kill him or beat him up or real, whatever. Real quick, real quick. Is that the complex where the military is located? Oh, zero. Oh! Uh, sorry. <laughs> no. So he first he tries to kick his way out of the limo. And it was it just me or did it just seem like he went total like Aerosmith rock star and he was just trashing the limo? He wasn't actually well, trying well, to get I out. When I felt fascinating, I turned to my wife and I said, so – why exactly is a limo driver driving as if he's got a rabid mongoose in his jockey? Because this guy <laughs> is yeah, as, as 
as Hulk is like kicking the door, yeah, right. it, it's, the wall, it's like, it's like oh, it's, yeah, oh. almost like as if they're trying to argue that somehow in, they're defying physics. That this guy who's contained in this machine that's moving at a certain speed is able right. to kick the sides of it and cause it to <laughs> physically move. Like he's literally yes. the Hulk. Yes, he is. Like he, well, not even that. He's inside the limo, but like somehow uh, he's able to move it by being inside of it. Yeah. So. They, then they pull into an old warehouse and you have your standard, uh, let's say, five guys in blue um, tow truck driver shirts holding lead pipes. What, and they're stonewashed jeans. Yes. Numbers <laughs> only jackets. Work boots. Uh, and they're going to beat his ass. And he proceeds to <clears throat> explode out of the top of the limo. Now, yes. let me let me lay this out for you. This entire movie, he plays a very strong athletic mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, wrestler, mm -hmm, right? Yes. Uh, and the entire movie, he's just strong, yeah. like a normal human being. Now, there are parts, one could argue, that the moves he take he uh, partakes of are much like the WWF itself, a little on the exaggerated side. A smidge. But maybe just a little. This was straight up like superhero. This is like a cartoon. Kind of it was like a cartoon. He, he explodes out of the top of the limo. You know what it reminded me like, of? Replace him with Lou Ferrigno in green paint. Yes. That was, it was like on the, on the TV, TV show, show Hulk. Yep. The Incredible yep. Hulk, yep. Now, I wanted to ask you a movie insider question here. Okay, go for it. As I recognize something when this scene happened, when he mm -hmm. busts out of the top and explodes mm -hmm. and he jumps up on top of the uh, limousine and he's standing there and then he, beats, he runs around and beats all their asses. But when that explosion happens... Mm -hmm. I recognize that there seem to be these little sparkly type things yeah. in the explosive powder and all of that stuff that's around. And I thought I've seen that before, like in the A team yeah. or Fall Guy or, you know, any of those kind of low budget action. I don't call them low budget, but, you know, 80s action. Yeah. Is that really like they do that on purpose? Yeah, my like guess is I can't remember. the I can't remember the compound, but the type of material they use to create that dust settling. They have different pieces and it. It, it's the same logic behind why they put used to put chunks of oatmeal and other pieces into caro syrup and red food coloring for the blood to give it to texture. make it look chunky yeah, to make and, it look yeah. plotted and texture yeah, yeah. yeah so right. it's the same idea they put little pieces okay. of things in there what's well, sort of the, the other problem too going back to that you know movie behind the scenes aspect when he's throwing people through windows now most people know that a car window Oh, Even yes. unless you hit that it was, in that perfect sweet spot with a tool, is not just going to shatter. It go, it'll spider web, it'll crack, but it doesn't yeah. just give. He this was so candy glass. Even the windshield, like he throws the guy. Through it was the like windshield. a western, like candy glass yes. in a western when they would chuck yes. somebody through a French door. Which I can buy because the the windows of a saloon. Yes, exactly. Old fashioned glass, and when you bust through that, it makes sense. When you throw a guy through the windshield of a car, of a limo, it doesn't yeah. shatter into shards that are a foot long and look like giant knives. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was definitely that. That was a stretching credulity, a smidgen. But of course, Jason. That's when the best scene happened. The best scene ever in the history of cinema, actually. And I'll, I'll just get, I'll just give you folks a sample. So, well, let's set it up. Jason, you set it up. What happens? So the limo driver okay. at this point has been sitting in the car, not yeah, so getting out job, and whimpering the whole time. He kidnaps Rip. Yeah. He drives it into the the warehouse. Mm -hmm. Rip explodes out of the top. Also known as the, also known as the military industrial complex. Go ahead. Yes, the military industrial complex. Uh, he explodes out of the top of the limo and then fights the five bad guys. These big, rough rumble guys, whatever. Yep. yep. Uh, which, if you watch very closely, at one point, this guy has a pipe 
but the pipe is like six feet long or longer. <laughs> it looks like he actually swings it at him and they were doing, you know, their stunt coordinator or whatever. He swings it. You could tell he's like th- two or three feet away. And that has to do with blocking, right? I mean, if you, if you, head yeah, if you position the camera, right. You can, yeah. And I'm like, Oh, that almost hit you. No, no. Well, that's, <laughs> so, and that's, that had to do with placing the, the camera in the app. Yeah. Cause if they had staged it a little better, it would have looked closer. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So he, he body slams these guys through the windows. He throws one through the sunroof, which I guess renders him unconscious because he just kind of puts him in the sunroof and the mm. guy just sits there. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so he beats everybody up. And then the limo driver who just sat there the whole time, <laughs> literally making that sound, <laughs> Rip goes over, grabs the door and rips again, it. La Hulk rips, rips it. it off of his hinges throws it over his shoulder, grabs the guy by his collar. Is in his face. Go- him out. Yeah, is in his face going for like about a half. It seemed like a minute and a half. Like in the guy's face. And then it leads to like he is pooping. Maybe yeah, is what yes, Hulk yes, sounds yes. like because he's just he's angry. He's a mad dog. And it's the typical face he makes when he's wrestling uh, when he gets upset. Yes. And he's holding the guy up over like in head to head. So yeah. his hand, his feet are dangling and we get a tied up shot of uh, the limo driver's backside of his suit where his buttocks are. Yes. And it's all wet from and his... And he's like clinging. He's holding down. it. Yeah. It's just water. It looks like he peed himself or whatever, yeah. right? And yeah. then... What's that smell? Dookie. Well, no, just by itself, but I have, a, I have a, I, this one. So that we're clear, this is getting added permanently to the sound cart. <laughs> and is it me, Jason? Just a, a real throwback, a throwback to the to, to one of our late great episodes. Let's see if you can recall what character, in your opinion, does the Dookie limo driver sound like? Dookie. I realize I'm completely pulling this out of out of the air on you. You mean from another movie we've from covered? A, a movie we've covered. Oh my god! A movie that uh, was almost as good as this one. It again. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'll give you, I'll give give you another you, hint. One more hint. Give me Lumen. <laughs> <laughs> he does give sound like the norm. <laughs> give me Lumen. I really was going to go on a binge with him, too. I was going to be like, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. nice, roundy. Yes. <laughs> Giant popos. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen a, a gnome named Gnorm, you really don't know what you're missing. So, yes. <laughs> so, yes, the Dookie scene is the only thing about this movie I remembered. I did. I had never seen it, which is weird because, again, I was into the WWF as a kid, and yeah. I don't know why I never saw this movie. Probably my, I was unable to get with my dad the one weekend it remained in the movie theater because it really didn't do well financially. <laughs> so my mom wouldn't let me see it for whatever reason, probably because of Dookie. And it, it, but that all my friends would talk about it. The only thing I remember is they thought it was hilarious, that scene. But here's what's weird. I thought the scene had to do with Zeus. I didn't realize it was Hulk Hogan. Like my memory oh, yeah. of it was that the kids had said Zeus scares some guy so bad he craps his pants. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Which, is, um, which was incorrect. I was given incorrect information by my 12-year-old cohorts, which is really <laughs> disappointing. It's, it sucks, doesn't it? It really does. Misinformation. Um, <clears throat> so, 
as we continue, uh, basically he gets a new um, agent slash marketing mm. manager. Mm, yes, he does. They're all yes, sitting, he they're does. All, yes, they do. Uh, and because they're all sitting in a conference room, a big boardroom, and they are talking about his image. Well, real, quick, is, real quick, real quick, just, 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 just to be clear for the audience. When we say he, we don't mean the Dookie oh. chauffeur. We mean Rip. No, because uh, I, I'm pretty sure that the uh, chauffeur, which we'll just call him the Dookie chauffeur from now on, uh, I'm pretty sure his image is permanently tainted. <laughs> Dookie! That'll never get old. <laughs> Other than to the audience, but hey. It will. It will. Yeah. Um, yes. So they're all in a conference room, all dressed up uh, in suits, except for him. Uh, he's in his standard attire. Do-rag. Uh, ready for wrestling. Yeah. And... This is pretty much where he, he he just shows us that he is a womanizing D-bag uh, because not only is he ogling her, and by her I mean um, his new agent who's played by Joan Severance, uh, for those of you who don't recall. Not that I want to defend a, a, a sex and misogynist D-bag. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I got to finish this. Uh, for those of you who don't recall, she was a Playboy bunny in the 1980s. 89, 90? And I'm, I will neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that my dad may or may not have had that issue and that I may or may not have procured it. And I that I may or may not joke. have, again, continued my journey into puberty. Either way, <laughs> confirm nor deny. Continue, Jay. Yeah, so so he is kind of like ogling her and making like, you can bar my graph any day. Um, <laughs> and then when she starts just kind of uh, ignoring him and going off and saying, I think we need to talk about merchandising and this, he, he turns away from her and starts kind of eyeballing like an accountant. But here's what's table. weird about that one. <laughs> she seriously, no knock on this lady. She, she's a, probably a wonderful person. But yeah. what's weird about it, it's not like if they made her like the typical cliche, uh, you know, like one of the land. Like I mean, do you remember, you remember the, La or... the Landry sisters? You remember them? Oh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, I think it was Landry, wasn't it? The land, no, it was it Landers. The Landers, that was it. Landers, the Landers, like Audrey Landers. She was in stewardess school. She was blonde, or or you know somebody like that that played yeah. the the sort of but she's just kind of a quote unquote road. bimbo type role. Yeah, but that would have been this woman is very well, know, she's school like mom. She has, uh, yes, like a, like what you would imagine an old timey. A uh, school teacher or an old timey librarian would wear with that, and not in like a sexy way either. We're talking about just straight up, <laughs> not Catholic school. <laughs> hey, hey, we're, we're talking about just a regular look. Just, yes. just so it's weird. It's like he's staring yeah. off into space at yeah. her. Well, that's what that's what it kind of makes him out to be kind of jerky. Is that it's not that it was a justifiable distraction. It was just kind of this really odd. But anyway. Uh, so yeah, he's kind of got the hots for her, but they also play him out to be this, well, why don't you think about my charities? Cause that's where my money's going. <laughs> oh, he's all highbrow and you got to put money in my charity and I'm better than you corporate typies. <laughs> <laughs> very, very, very self-righteous. Very. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then of course, of course they have to go on a road trip together. Uh, they have to go on a road trip mm. and it's just the two of them. And of course mm. there's only one hotel room left with one with, bed in it. With one bed. So to solve that, we're going to drape a sheet no, across. No, you know what they're going to do? You know what he did? He pulled a who's the boss. <laughs> do you remember Angela? Angela. Yes. And Tony had to <laughs> share a bedroom. In that case, two single beds. He put a sheet or blanket, whatever. Yes, but that I can get because you have two separate beds. True. 
In this one, he kind of lays it across. Now, yeah. she has no problem with it because she comes out literally in her bra and underwear. Yeah, wouldn't it again have made sense? Not that I'm complaining, but wouldn't uh, it have made sense if she'd say, I don't come out in sweatpants and a Hoosier's or sweatshirt? Or just a- kind of poked her head out and said, can you turn off the light? Instead, she kind of walks out to the door. Yeah. Oh, and then she's, oh I'm sorry. Like, I'm almost half, I'm half naked. Can you turn off the light? And she's like. You turn off the light and Hulk's like, sure, <laughs> Mr. Banana Hammock. And well, he no, that way he's wearing he's straight up. He is wearing. Have you ever seen women's PJs that are like the short shorts? This is again, very like early. Oh, 80s. yes, yes. Where it's kind of got like a they're shorts, but it's got a slit up the side yeah. higher. And so they kind of separate on and the they're side. really high up. These would be like yes. Daisy Duke a, high polyester or silk it's yeah. like a silk short yeah, very thin yeah. material that's what the hulkster's wearing initially initially until he takes them off <clears throat> yeah and, and <laughs> it was his whole outfit was very i don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> greased up <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> so uh yes and um so he separates the bed. She comes off as, oh, you know, I've never had time to date. And he tries right. to come up like you need to take care of yourself. And if you don't have time to fun and then he's like, all right, fine, go to sleep. So she kind of goes to sleep and he does what? <laughs> he was putting his feet up on the mattress and his hands down on the floor so he could do fast push-ups mm. and shake the entire bed because he weighs like 280 pounds. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she, <laughs> she, she's woken up to to this without a joke. This is seriously. Yeah, she was sleeping. The lights are out. And I, literally, I literally paused the movie. I looked at my wife and said, what the hell? <laughs> what? What just, what is that? What? And that's a look on Joan Severance's face, by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it turns out he's doing push-ups and, oh, she misjudges him. And then he goes to lay down in bed. And again, presumably she's trying to sleep. So he decides instead of just kind of slipping into bed so he doesn't wake her. He like does his drop does elbow like, move from the top uh, like turnbuckle. I was going to say, he looks like an atomic elbow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he does like a uh, boom and the bed on his side breaks. Of course, she rolls across the bed half naked on top of him. And when she says, I'm not one of your floozy groupies, he gets all mad and he's like, well, I'm going somewhere else to sleep because you put up a wall better than or more than any sheet we could put between us. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm going to go lay on the couch because this probably got a better sense of humor than you do. Yeah, because that wouldn't have been uncomfortable and awkward for her. And he's getting mad because she said, get your naked banana hammock body away from me. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you don't reject the Hulkster. I guess. So, uh, uh, but I, I do want to point out, before I forget. Yes. We haven't mentioned a couple of, of key players in all this. First off, uh, David Paymer was one of the assistant executive, whatever, that, that works with the bad guy. And yep. if you know that name, I believe he was in City Slickers. I know he was in Quiz uh, yeah, Show. He was he was, Great yeah, he was Ira in City Slickers, uh, one of um, mm-hmm. uh, Billy Crystal's friends. He's been in a with. ton of stuff. Great actor. Yeah. Been a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah, he's very recognizable. You'll see him right away. Yeah. Kind of meek, glasses, uh, kind of guy. And, yep. and then of course, there's also, I and you have to 
Google it because he's not in the credits anywhere, which I think is a, a real travesty. But it, when they're in the CD bar early on, yeah. above the table of yes. the executive, the TV executives is a cage with a little person in it. Yep. Not that that's offensive. And no, but he's in a cage and he's kind of throwing. I still say they were keep, I still say the implication it. was they were keeping him like a pet, dude. That, yeah, and he's smoking and he's kind of up there to make I guess look the bar look. Yeah, and he's like he's like looking going <laughs> like throwing things down at them, which is yeah. kind of funny. That he's throwing things at them, and he even <laughs> has a line, and they don't don't give, credit him. Yeah, yeah, they don't they don't they don't uh, give it to him. So, and I I said to Jason, did you recognize who it was? He goes, oh no, I wasn't one hundred percent sure, and I said. I I looked at the first thing I saw. I was like, "Is that who I think it is?" It's Peter Dinklage. You Game of Thrones fans out there, uh, he was also in the Station Agent, which is a fantastic movie. He was in Elf. I'm, the guy is a great actor, and this is apparently wow. his first movie, and he's not even credited, and he has a friggin' line. Wow! So Peter Dinklage is in No Holds Barred. It's seen <clears throat> for no other reason than that. But wow. moving forward, because this is what I want to jump to. Rip has a brother, Randy, because yes. like me, the writers of this film love alliteration. <laughs> and it's a Rip, Rip and Randy. Randy. Yeah. So they're very close. And, oh, I wonder if that was meant to be like a little subtle jab at Randy, Macho Man Savage, because of what happens oh, to Randy. Oh, ah, because because he is much skinnier ah, and much smaller than Hulk. Yeah, brother. And he's a brother. He always says brother. I don't yeah. know. Maybe we found an angle onto something. And then he ends up in a wheelchair. Oh, 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 I'm just saying. So Randy, his brother is, you get the impression, his inspiration, but what's weird about this whole thing with the brother, you don't even see him close up. Like everything is just, <laughs> well, you do. There's, there's one point where, where they're all in, I guess, Hulk's living room and they're watching Zeus on TV when he mm -hmm. first appears and he's fighting. And it's, Randy, his wife, and it's uh, Hulk and his trainer. Yeah. Um, and they're all watching, and that's when the trainer guy's like, oh, I didn't know they had let him out of jail. And so several points at that, they're back and forth between Randy yeah, and But that's like the uh, first time Hulk. you see his face up close. Yes, but that's really the only close-up until he gets his uh, rear end kicked by Zeus and mm -hmm. you know almost killed, and uh, that's when Rip gets wants to get revenge, and that's what gets him to finally uh decide to fight but yeah they don't do a lot of close-ups of him they've got a couple pieces and then of course when zeus is kicking his ass yes they show him close up but, but of course as i'm watching it i'm like okay i know that's that that guy looks familiar that guy yeah. looks so familiar and i and i it hit me before i even looked him up i was like is that who i think it is and it's like it, it's jacob from lost it is it is totally jacob from lost which uh, the so. actor is it it's mark pellegrino uh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it, I, I was this was one of his first movies as well. I think maybe his first feature because I think he had done some TV. Uh, so, yeah, it was Mark Pellegrino who played Jacob in Lost, if you're familiar with Lost. So that's his brother. Now, wow. One of my favorite aspects of this movie <clears throat> is the scene between Rip and Randy. Randy has been forced to confront Zeus, thanks to Brill. Zeus opens a can of whoop ass on him because apparently Randy asked for his bike back. That's my bike, huh? And <laughs> Zeus takes care of business. He does. He kicks him, yeah. beats him, throws him around. Of and course, Randy's not a wrestler, so... Randy's not much of anything. And although I will tell you what, at the beginning, he had some moves. 
Did you catch yeah, that? He like he has tried. His, he like does this little quick move where he gets out from under him real quick, and Zeus actually looked like actually I thought it was odd that they gave Zeus more a run for his money at the very beginning of that fight with Randy than it seemed like he had when he fought Rip at the end at the be- the beginning. Yeah. Like right off yeah. the bat with Rip, he just starts kicking his ass. Yeah, there was like no delay at all. So. Randy gets pulverized and put in the hospital, which, of course, and by the way, my note, I see here one, my early notes were uh, about Jesse Ventura, the rip sign, the little hand sign he does, uh, shoulder pads, because one of the women executives literally looked like she could have played for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the limo scene, of course, uh, garage, uh, Dookie, yes, I had to have that. Oh, I also said this movie feels like a series of white trash vignettes. Peter D- Peter Dinklage Peter Dinklage question mark <laughs> battle of the tough guys in quotes which by the way interesting side note is it me or the phrase tough guys has got to be one of the only phrases I'm sure there's some way of some word that explains this in the English language like it's like an onomatopoeia it's a it's a word that's actually a sound right tough yep. guys is a phrase that when you say it does not convey what it means because the battle of the tough guys sounds anything but. Yeah, it does not, especially when uh, Brell, uh, the main executive, is like announcing it. He's trying to make it sound like rough. The battle of the, the tough, tough guys. guys. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's for some reason the words tough guys to me. Yeah, it's like the gang sounding tough. It's like the gangs in West Side Story. Yeah. You know, they start click they start snapping their fingers, you're like, Whoa, I'm so scared. Out his comb. (laughs) And then my my next my next comment was Rip's bro equals dead meat. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because it was the classic Jean Claude Van Damme-ism. If he has a brother or a best friend, and he's dead. He's either dead or going to be paraplegic yep. or something yep. so yep. that this guy could have a motivation to go head to head with a bad guy. That's all. Always- uh, and in the absence of a brother or best friend, uh, a girlfriend or wife will do as well. Which this movie sort of goes into sort of goes into, uh, would you like to set up that scenario? Because then I have to add a, an interesting side note to that. Point. Yes. So, uh, towards the end, uh, rip is going to fight. He's agreed to fight Zeus and uh, they're setting it up, but Brel can't let it just go naturally because then Rip might actually win, uh, and he doesn't want the fight to happen as it should. So what he does is they kidnap uh, his girlfriend. Um, oh no no no! Oh I'm sorry, my bad. We can get into that. I'm talking about the parking garage scene where Brill apparently has gone from sleazeball oh TV yes. exec <laughs> to uh, I don't know rapist for hire guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that because one of the one of the plot points we haven't mentioned is that Samantha Joan Severance's character Samantha <laughs> actually worked for Brell yeah. and was supposed to kind of lead him astray and and uh, uh, get him to fight and get him to come to the channel. And yeah, nobody saw nobody it. saw it coming that it would turn out that she really worked for the bad guy and been playing Rip this whole time, but then ends up falling in love oh, with Rip and then pisses him. Yeah, who saw that coming? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so at one point, Brell confronts her like in this parking garage. Yeah. And he's pretty much going to, quote, teach her a lesson. Well, well no, he was. It, well, yeah, he he gets he like pops her one right early on. But then yeah. the, who's the guy? He sends a guy. Yeah. He sends like a yeah, like a thug or something. Yeah. Who's going to like. Yeah. 
Yeah, so basically he's he got when, when Rip, Rip shows up at the 11th hour, like at the last second, this guy's yeah. got her on the ground, her shirt ripped open, and he's got yeah. he's between her legs. He's going to rape her in the middle of a parking yes. garage. In the middle of a parking garage, daylight and everything. And then um, continue. No, right ahead. No, 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 no. no, I just I'm I'm, I'm going to rant now because <laughs> then in a really uncomfortable tonal shift, it goes from <laughs> death wish, you know, type of, of, of carnage here to rip gets this guy, runs him down, rips on a motorcycle, runs the guy down, gets the guy on the front of his motorcycle. He's like, <laughs> slams him in, yeah, like hits the brake, slams him into a wall. Oh, it was a, it was, yeah, a tree. He, yeah, a tree. Yeah. And, and he like, which would have killed him. Okay. Right. And but then Rip gives him this like, <laughs> that's what you get. And yep. Like, and then turns his motorcycle around. <laughs> yes. And goes back to Samantha, yes. who's on the ground, kind of weeping. And he picks and, her up and wait, wait. And then says this. Sam, are you okay? God, I hate it when you're hurt. We're scared. We're scared. You know. You know. I know. <laughs> That's Miami <laughs> Connection quality dialogue, people. That was my second favorite line from the movie, by the way, because I listened to that and I was like, wait, what? Did, what just happened? <laughs> I, I hate it when yo, keep on. He's holding her in his arms. She's been yes. beaten up, attempted rape. Her shirt's flopped open. He's holding her. She's been totally violated. And he's just very stoked. I hate it when you're hurt or scared. You know? <laughs> and then she's like, no, wait. No, wait. Here's what's going through my mind as I saw that. I rewound it to listen to it again. I imagine the entire set there, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm seeing these two. They're kind of behind a car in the parking lot. He's holding her. And the cameras are all around. Director's there. They do this. They finish the scene. And Hulk looks up. How was that? And I imagine the director saying, that was great. Let's just go with the first take. Just We don't need to do any more. Let's go. You think Come maybe on. the director is perpetually scene. terrified and would just tell Hulk, no, that was awesome. No, seriously, Mr. 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 Bollea. That was awesome. <laughs> so... Yeah, so he's holding her, and he just and, and my but my favorite part of it isn't just his goofy spiel about I hate it when you're hurt and you're scared because it's all about him, mind you. He yeah. hates it when she's hurt and scared. She's like, you know, and she's like, yeah, I know, because <laughs> it's almost like she's trying to make him feel, huh? What's the fact that it was? It seemed like it was supposed to be a romantic moment, but she's so broken at that moment, and she's like trying to make him feel better. It was just weird. It but, was weird. But the, to make things even weirder, is it after that moment that Randy gets put into his comatose state or whatever it is? Yeah, it's later on. So yeah. so that that wasn't enough to send him after Zeus and company. No, no, that wasn't enough. No. He's like, no, yeah, yeah, raping his girlfriend or attempted raping his girlfriend. Yeah. No, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's when his brother actually gets. Yes, and, and which leads to this tender moment. I'm only going to give you a little taste of it. Okay, so let me get this straight. Girlfriend, almost raped, beaten up in a parking garage. You're holding her. That's okay. And and we and we get. Sam, are you okay? Be. God, I hate it when you're hurt. Scared. You know. Hold on, I gotta hear that part. I know. <laughs> I know you, big dumb. So, but his brother. <laughs> Who, by yeah. the way, he starts crying. His brother's coming out of the coma. It's a he's good thing. Up. He's waking yeah. up. And he's, oh, Randy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Oh, 
Wow. <laughs> so one last thing before we end it and go on to our, our uh, picks here. Mm. This is the part that um, amazed me. Right? <laughs> the part. Go ahead. The part. More so, so, wait, wait, more, more so than... <laughs> so how much do you think, how much money do you think this movie grossed? Gross. Uh, a very good choice of words. I'm going to assume at the time, 1989, it cost about eight to $10 million to make. I'm guessing. Okay. I'm, I'm literally guessing. I don't, I didn't okay. check this. I know it was not financially successful. I'm going to assume it made four to five. Okay. Um, let's see. It was, let's see, but I'm trying to find the budget here. I have the gross. I'm trying to find if there's a budget. Let's see. Match background. Uh, no, actually, I have to math. No, uh, I don't know the budget, but I'm going to okay. go with what you said. Eight million. Okay. Okay. Uh, according to box office mojo, mm -hmm. which I have found to be fairly accurate. And they, that's all they do is track how much money movies make. And it goes all the way back. Right. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Opening weekend, mm -hmm. it made $5 million. All right? Oh, okay. Overall, it made $16 million. Hmm. It doubled, let's say, it made its money back. Proving yet again that just because a movie is terrible does not mean it cannot be profitable. <laughs> well, and proving yet again just because a movie is profitable doesn't mean it's... Doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> But yes. but see what's interesting then it must have cost way more than that because I my again going from memory it could be completely wrong here I yeah. thought it bombed which maybe there was I don't know what were the other movies that came out that weekend no well, here it is was it number uh, one according to Hulk Hogan in his autobiography the budget was about eight million dollars oh wow I was guessing that's okay. uh, Vince McMahon financed the movie more or less broke even because of distribution fees. Mm -hmm. Uh, on top of it, but it, so it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't a huge success, but it broke even. Right. So okay. they didn't lose their shirts on it, but okay. <laughs> get it. Cause he always tears his off. <laughs> Cause he rips his shirt off. Yeah. So uh, hey, this, go ahead. <laughs> uh, one last note I had to mention before we moved off of this. Um, so I'm pretty much convinced that, uh, any movie that wants to show a guy that looks scary, all they ask them to do is, if you have muscles, uh, walk into the room holding your arms at a 45-degree angle. <laughs> yeah, a 45-degree <laughs> angle, and kind of cross your eyes if possible. <laughs> because that happens when either Hulk is trying to look angry or Zeus comes walking into the room. I'm like, um, their muscles aren't making their arms stick out that far. Yeah, Why? And, and, like, yeah as, if they're, as, if they're, like... as if their trapezius muscles are so bloated and swollen <laughs> that their arms are, like the wings are just shooting out, making their... Right. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> Zeus, when he first, first walks into the, the movie, uh, his arms are unnaturally out far there. It's like the director's like, no, no, farther, further out, yeah, yeah. further out. You're almost. supposed to be scary here. If you could actually extend them directly <laughs> away from your body. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, he was scary enough. He yeah. did not need to hold his arms. Make out, them like perpendicular <laughs> with your legs. Hold them all the way out to the side. Oh, you can't go that high. Never mind. Yes. <laughs> How would you look like a walking T? <laughs> so Jason, how about we go into our ratings? Oh. Old, old school Vestron video right there, buddy. Very nice. <laughs> I probably should actually I, I probably should edit that out and be like, guess what that's from. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I maybe I, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I so I, I 
went into this because you and I kind of talked about laughing at a Hulk Hogan movie, of course, and uh, Vince McMahon production, that type of thing. And, and um, I have never seen it. I thought maybe I had because this is right in my wheelhouse, especially at that time frame. I have never seen it because none of the parts of it were familiar to me other than sort of Hulk Hogan stereotypical uh, persona, mm-hmm. which I've seen in wrestling and stuff. Plus, uh, little known fact, my dad was actually in an episode of Thunder in Paradise, which was Hulk Hogan's um, TV series later on. He lasted did with like nine seasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, which was, uh, I don't know, early nineties, I want to say. Um, and so I, I've actually seen him and met him in person, but I've not seen the movie at all. And going into it, I was expecting it to be a turd. Um, <laughs> but, uh, after watching it, it was just so kind of perfectly eighties cheese ball. Mm-hmm. Um, much like Jim Cotta, I didn't hate it. Now, it's not a good movie, but it was corny and ridiculous and stupid in all the ways that a movie can be corny and ridiculous and stupid. Um, and it was sort of entertaining mm-hmm. on some level. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it a huge high rating. I would say I wouldn't take it back uh, the same day. I would take it back the next day. And since we can't give halves. You know, I was thinking about that. I, I retract that. Yes, you can. Because we keep doing that. We keep saying, well, if I could give okay, it a half. so let me give it a half. Okay. All right. So this is a midnight. Okay. I would give it a two and a half. Okay. Um, because I wouldn't, you know, I didn't hate it. I wouldn't run back to throw it in the box and demand my money back. I wouldn't sneak back to throw it back to sh- so that people didn't see that I rented it. And But yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. But I, I would give it a two and a half. I'm ready, ready for me to blow your mind. <laughs> In fact, I might do it so much so that uh, this could happen. <laughs> so when you met Hulk, did that happen and that actually inspired the scene? I guess it would have been after that. <laughs> he's a very, very tall man, which I want to point out. He's actually three inches taller than uh, Tiny Lister. Uh, but in the movie, they make them look like eye to eye. Or yeah. actually, they make Tiny look about well, Yeah, they wanted to be a little more intimidating. No, I yeah. would give this a three. I, I teeter between a three and a three and a half. Yeah, yeah. Because... It was so unlike Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta, there's something about it that I just annoyed me. I can't quite put my finger on it. Yeah. This movie didn't, though. And it, who knows? Maybe it's just the nostalgia of it being about the wrestling stuff. And yeah. But yeah, yeah. this movie, I, I think what it was, this movie, I laughed out loud multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And whereas with Jim Cotta, I didn't particularly like my movie mouth is just kind of hanging open going, what? Why? Yeah, this one was a little more akin to the Miami. This was more fun. For, I think yeah. that's what it is. If I, I love movies like this when they're a lot of fun and I found this movie yeah. to be in its own odd way fun. So this would definitely be a solid three. I would have kept this the whole weekend, had to show it to a couple friends for sure. Yeah. So, I, I'd hang on. I, I would give it. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I would give it a two and a half to three. But um, yeah, it was it was entertaining enough and I don't hate it. it, it yeah. Better I mean, it's not, look, make make no <laughs> Mistake. It's not a good movie. I mean, if we're no, gonna if not. we're going to rate these based on comparing it to the you no. know, hundred greatest films of all time, kind no, of. No, 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 no. We not. rate them based on entertainment. Yes, and this is entertaining yes. in its own unique yeah. way. Yeah. So Jay, that all out of the way. How about we move on to our movie picks? Jason. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm going to do something I have not done yet. Okay. That I can recall. I changed my mind during the episode. Whoa, you're pulling a Joel. Yeah, 
I'm pulling a Joel here. And I didn't. I, I actually came this. into this knowing what I was going to do, and I stuck to it. It better not wow. be 1986. No, it is not. Okay. It's 1985. So okay. my original I was going to pick because uh, uh, I wanted to have Brell, Kurt Fuller, who played the bad guy executive. I wanted something with him because he's such a recognizable face. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked up some of the things that he's on, and um, uh, the only thing I found that stood out and what I was going to pick initially was Miracle Mile, which mm. we've talked about. Which I think you uh, actually picked that a long time ago, didn't you? Or did we? It's been a long time, and and I haven't, I didn't see it until you recommended it to me about two or three years ago. But I watched it. But I decided not to go with that. Okay. And let me let me explain why. I started thinking about wrestling, and when I was a kid, I remember my uncle and my cousins being really into wrestling, and that's where I got most of it. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But my uncle always used to mess with me and say, "No, no, it's real. <laughs> it's real. Look at that blood." It's real. And then, of course, you know, we all knew it wasn't real. But um, so it got me to thinking, what about real wrestling movies, real wrestling movies? And it got me to thinking about one that I remember really liking, but I have not seen in a long time. So take it with a grain of salt. I chose Vision Quest from 1985. And it's Matthew Modine and Linda Fioritino. Yes. I think say I pronounce her name. Uh, she was kind of his girlfriend in that. Uh, kind of a hottie. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Um, but it's about him as a high school wrestler, like Greco-Roman wrestling. Mm-hmm. And the scene I remember most is they had this, basically it was a really tall pegboard that went up the gym wall. Mm-hmm. And they had these two wooden pegs. They held one in each hand. They had to put a peg in, pull their body up by the, by the one arm, and then put the other peg up at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And like his, his montage moment when he can do it is when he climbs that entire wall one hand over the other. Um, and I just remember being kind of Rocky-esque mm-hmm. in that same way. And Matthew Modine isn't a giant athletic guy, no, no. but in this, he pl- he pulls off a wrestler, you okay. know, which are sort of wiry, but sort of really strong and muscular. Yeah. And, um, you know, when you think of a, 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 an Olympic wrestler, except for the heavyweights, which, you know, get into those, those big guys, but, um, I really remember enjoying the movie, so uh, that's my pick. Um, it was uh, directed by Harold Becker, um, who's done a couple other Mercury Rising, City Hall, nothing you know gigantic that I can remember. But I remember liking the movie. So 1985, Vision Quest. Yet another reason why 1985 is best year for movies ever. So he said it, folks. <laughs> I <Not> did. <laughs> but I will say, so anyway. I've never seen Vision Quest, and I have always wanted to. So we may need to add that to this. I don't know if it'll make it on this year, but. Maybe for yeah, but year. it is kind of forgotten because. Oh yeah, I I would say definitely. I th- I know uh, my my buddy Doug McCoy he covered. Oh it. yeah, but other yeah. than that, I haven't heard too many people talking about it. So yeah, no, all right. So there's a real wrestling movie for good. you. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Well, mine is also a wrestling movie, though more akin to the one we covered tonight. <laughs> my pick is Body Slam from 1986. It starred the face man himself, Dirk Benedict. <laughs> as a rock and roll promoter okay? okay and he's a down on his luck promoter a manager whatever and he mistakes this pro wrestler for a rocker that pro wrestler is played by none other than rowdy roddy Piper. oh nice <laughs> yes so he ends up becoming his manager and roddy piper's 
team partner, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He becomes their manager, and he decides that he's going to put on a rock and roll and wrestling show, which is interesting. Side note, because the whole Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling thing. Earlier. Ah. It also starred Tanya Roberts. Oh. Lou Albano was in it. Yep, Captain Lou Albano, the yep. guy that always had rubber bands t- taped to his face. Yep, <laughs> and in his beard. Yes, that's yep. right. Billy Barty. Uh, is in it John Aston, as in uh, Sean Aston's daddy. Uh, he was also uh-huh. Gomez on the Adams Family TV show. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, so it, it it was interestingly directed by Hal Needham, which if that name rings a bell to anybody out there, he directed movies like Smokey and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. And he was actually a big stuntman. He did Smokey and the Bandit. He did Convoy, I think. Oh, I love that movie. Rubber Cannibal, Cannibal Run. And oh, Stoker oh. Ace, like a lot of those Burt Reynolds-y yeah. action comedy kind of movies. And this this movie, just so you have a heads up, is cheese ball. Like I remember it vaguely, and I remember it being cheesy but fun. And that yeah. was from when I was a kid. It came out in '86. This would be another fun one for us to cover at some point. Again, don't know if it'll make it on the docket this year, but certainly within within the next year, it, we have to cover it at some point because I think this would be a fun one. If no other reason, because Face Man is in it and Roddy Piper. Come on. Oh, and Roddy Piper, which and, we've already well, talked about. And, they live. And, and, so. and, and Tanya Roberts. And Tanya Roberts. Yeah. You know, we've never covered They Live, though. I know. Be- that's what I mean. We talked about we need to cover it because yeah. Roddy Piper yep. and. Um, We're falling down on the job, Jay. We're falling down on the job. I don't know if months in the year. That's right. So, on that note, excellent pick Vision Quest 85 for Jason, Body Slam 86 for moi. My friend. Would you like to hit them with some knowledge? Yes, you can find most of our information on our website at ForgottenFlicks.com. All of our stuff is there, including lots of articles and reviews of other movies, as well as all of our episodes. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter, and uh, yeah, we don't Pinterest, so don't look for us there, please. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, And by all means, go to iTunes and uh, check out the podcast there. Give us a rating and uh, let us know what you thought. Yes, yes, indeed. And... Thank you, as always, to Kevin Spencer, who's back, who's back. I don't know. Do we ever we never made an official announcement because we was. Uh, I don't think we did. I don't think we did. The, the, uh, with the last show, uh, since we had recorded the last show, our buddy Kevin Spencer, who had done the show art for many, many of our shows going way back to episode 38 or whatever it was uh, from that. For, was it the second? The first Spooky Flicks Us, right? Uh, yes, yeah. because I think one of the first pieces he did was uh, the thing. Yep. yep, it was the thing. Yeah, well, it was one he had already had and we used. And but yeah, yep. and then I think with uh, starting with Night of the Creeps. It, yeah, it started yeah. cranking up. But anyway, we want to thank him. He is back. He did the show art for Brain Dead, and hopefully, as I'm saying this now, he hasn't officially done it, but hopefully, he did it for Holds Bart as well. So thanks for that, yeah. Kevin. And of course, thank you to JV for the spoiler alert, and thank you to Peter for the Michael Madsen sound drop you heard at the beginning of the show. That was the actual Michael Madsen. Not yes, just, it was not just me talking like this. And don't damn it, yeah, yeah, over you, me, damn it. And we have another one that uh, Peter also got for us, but I'm going to hold that one in my pocket, Peter. I think that one one may be a more October spooky Flicks Fest-ish one just because it fits so perfectly. So anyway, my friend, without any more diarrhea of the mouth (laughs) from me, do you have any final words? Get ready for the battle that no ropes can hold. Don't wait up for me. You keep.